Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Get ready for the 2020 Bible Challenge. It's not like any Bible challenge we have done before. Our goal is to help you dig in and grab a hold of the foundational truths of our faith. So we have broken the year up into sections according to topic. From salvation and stewardship to forgiveness, baptism, and more. We will dive into the scriptures that cover more than 25 subjects. Visit gracebiblechallenge.com. That's gracebiblechallenge.com to sign up and join the 2020 Bible Challenge. Go beyond just reading. Strengthen your knowledge and deepen your understanding of God's Word with in-depth studies on what the Bible says about these essential spiritual truths. To sign up and join the 2020 Bible Challenge, go to gracebiblechallenge.com today. That's gracebiblechallenge.com. And get ready to grow in God's Word. We are excited to announce the Live Big television broadcast is back on BET on Sundays at 7 a.m. There are a few other changes, so visit DerekGreer.com to view the full broadcast schedule and much more. You were made to think big, do big, live big. But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. There's not going to be a whole lot of feel good. I've watched many of you limp through this year. And there's some baggage that I know how to get rid of. So uh, put on your, 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 your play clothes. I know you got on all this, but just imagine right now you're in your street stuff. We, we just, you're just ready to, to learn and, and, and to grow. Put your sneakers on and all the rest. Numbers 11, verse 1. As you turn, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for your people here. Meet every need. Change our lives. Father, do what only you can do. May this day mark a new beginning in the lives of many. In Jesus' name, amen. Numbers chapter 11, Numbers 11, verse 1. As you turn, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for your people here. Meet every need. Change our lives. Father, do what only you can do. May this day mark a new beginning in the lives of many, in Jesus' name, amen. Numbers chapter 11, verse 1. Now when the people... 
complained. Now on your screen and in your Bible, you should notice that the term when is italicized. The reason it's italicized is because it was added by translators to make the sentence less, less clumsy. But I want to read how the text literally reads in the Hebrew. The text literally says, when the people became complainers. Now, voicing an occasional complaint is one thing, but becoming a chronic complainer is another thing all together. You see, complainers, they, they'll change their complaints, but they'll never change the amount of time they spend complaining. No matter what happens, whiners always find something to whine about. And what I'm going to do here, lest I continue, you say, well, you know what, Bishop, that, that's an Old Testament passage and it doesn't really relate to me. I, I want to look at the New Testament commentary on this verse before we dig in deep. Bear with me. 1 Corinthians 10 and 6. Paul is speaking by the Holy Spirit. He says, as an example, or now these things become our what? Examples. Now, what is an example? An example is a pattern of something that you should either imitate or avoid. Meaning, the verses he's about to reference here have a New Testament application. Verse 7, and do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now, Paul's first Old Testament reference here is to the golden calf created by Aaron. You remember Moses took too long coming down out of the mountain. And uh, Aaron came up with a brilliant idea. He said, you know what? We're going to modify the worship here. Now, we want to worship Yahweh, but, but what we want to do is we want to localize it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, melt down all your earrings and all the gold we got from Egypt, and let's build ourselves a calf. But watch what happened when he built the calf. Nor let us commit sexual immorality. Notice sex still matters in the New Testament. You see, when the Israelites started to worship an animal, they started acting like animals. The image you make of God is more important than you ever imagine. So it's vital that you stick to God's word. It'll get worse before it gets better, but it will get better at some point. Let us not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Today it's not thousand, but millions in this area. He said, nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. So he mentioned the, the uh, golden calf. And now he mentions the brazen serpent episode. And in this episode, the consequences were certain people died. But this brings us now up to the point we're going to study today. He says, nor complain as some of them also complained. God had sent 10 plagues. He'd raised up Moses to deliver the Israelites 
from uh, Egyptian bondage. And then if that wasn't enough, when they left, he opened up and parted the Red Sea where all the Egyptian soldiers drowned. But watch how they responded. Watch how they rewarded God's amazing kindness. They rewarded it with a never satisfied, never enough attitude. You know, with, with, with some people, though, you pour everything you have into them, they'll still end up empty. And this was the case with the children of Israel. This is New Testament. He said, nor complain, meaning the passage in Numbers is an illustration that applies to us. Nor complain as some of them also complained, and watch this, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, because we're reading that in English, we miss something. The name there translated destroyer is literally Apollyon, which in the Hebrew is Abadagon. And every time that name is mentioned, it refers to the angel of death. What Scripture is teaching in the New Testament is that what we say with our mouth, what we put our mouths on, have the capacity to release spiritual forces, woesome and fearsome in their strength and power. When we return criticism for good, we open a very, very dangerous spiritual door. How many of y'all want help today? Stay with me. Paul is saying, nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed. You see, in the Old Testament, they didn't know it was a demon behind it. But in the New Testament here, Paul offers commentary. This wasn't just God's anger. God's anger was letting the devil do what the devil wanted to do. And in the New Covenant, the way God shows anger is often by folding his hands and letting the devil do what you just licensed him to do in your life. Many of us think because of the cross, how many of y'all love the cross? I love the cross. I appreciate the cross. The cross is, is essential. But we say, you know, because of the cross, my complaints aren't any big deal. But what I want to tell you is the devil smiles. Every time you think that way, and every time you do something, because it gives him license to destroy in your life. You say, why is the devil running so rampant? He said, and don't complain if some of them complained. And were destroyed by the what? Destroyer. Meaning, complaining, in spite of God's goodness, when God has brought you from where he brought you from, took you out of what he took you out of. When he saved you by his own blood, filled you with his precious Holy Spirit. But somehow that's not enough. Somehow God somehow is not fair. Somehow God, you know, everybody else gets what, but, but not you. Somehow this, is, this universe is, is just conspiring against you. According to Scripture, when we complain in spite of God's goodness, it literally releases demons into our families and circumstances. 
Woe to the man who turns evil for good. And after all he's done, all he's given us, we still, God, that ain't right. That ain't fair. God, if you love me. The Bible says that when they complain, spiritual atmosphere changed. And when we live lifestyles of complaining and griping, we carry with us a dark cloud. You've been with it, many of you, all your life, so you're not even, it just seems to be part of your normal. But what it is, is through the heart, through a lack of gratitude, you have released forces in your life that you barely have power to fix without God's help. You see, the cross was designed to save us from our past. But our poor decisions and our poor choice of words often reopen doors that Jesus died to close. And our mouths are access points to the spiritual realm. When I say, Lord, come into my heart, all of heaven is released into my life and heart. But when I begin to use the language of the adversary, all that's of his kingdom is released into those circumstances I speak to. The power of life and death is in the tongue. We can bind and loose through the things we say. You can release destruction or salvation all based on what you choose to talk about. Stay with me. Verse 11. Now, all these things happen to them as what? Examples. Meaning God recorded the text we're about to study because it represents what is still relevant today, though it might manifest a little differently. And it says, and these things, all of the Old Testament, was written for our, how many of y'all part of our? Yeah. Admonition upon whom the end of the ages come. This narrative was not just for the Israelites. It's also for those who live in the last days. So if you want to understand the spiritual dynamic of what's happening in your life in the last days, pay attention to the illustration we're going to study in Numbers 11. Let's go back there, verse 1. Now, when the people complained, now the casual reader will look at that and say, you know what? They proclaimed because, you know, they were fatigued from the journey. They, they had traveled so far, and, and that's why they, they, they just got tired. The Scripture tells us a few verses earlier that they only had walked for three days. This is about 25 to 30 miles. This is a 250-mile journey. They weren't tired yet. And many of us, we act like we're tired, and we think it's because of our journey. When the real issue is our hearts, let's go to 10 and 33 so we could see that more clearly. So they departed from the mountain of the Lord on a journey of three days. Three days. They're only three days from the mountain of the Lord. 
And the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them for three days' journey, and they searching out rest, a place for them. Again, they only worked 20 or 30 miles. The real problem was not the journey. Many of you say, well, the real problem is my road is hard. If you knew how hard my, my, my journey was, you, you'd understand. But here the issue is not that their journey was so hard. The issue was their hearts were hard. And when we modify our hearts, it's amazing how the road starts looking different Amen. to us. Stay with me. 11.1. When the people complained, it displeased the Lord. You see, they were no longer physically in bondage to the Egyptian. But they were still enslaved in their minds. You see, you might not get slavery because that's so distant, but, but, but slavery is, is a whole lot like prison. If you've ever been in a prison environment or been around prison, everybody's looking for the angle. You are studying angles all day long. And the prison context, it, it forces a, a basic distrust of the good in others. And same thing with slavery. When, when you're on the other side of the last and you watch what people do, it fosters a basic mistrust in the goodness of human beings. But here's the lesson the Israelites would have to learn that each of us have to learn. Treating God like he's just another inmate is never a good idea. And all that distrust they built up in the world, what they did is they tried to bring it into the kingdom. And when they did it, the Bible says it displeased the Lord, for he heard it, and his anger was aroused. When someone saves you from unspeakable horrors, but you begin to waste your new freedom on just trying to find new things to complain about. It's understandable that the person who freed you might get a little bit upset. So, the fire of the Lord burned among them. Here, God's displeasure manifested in lightning coming from heaven. But in the New Testament, we don't see a whole lot of that. But what we will see is God said, I gave you my best at the cross. And then on top of that, now that, that was history 2,000 years ago, but the moment you gave me your life, after you were willing to look back to what Jesus said, I in your present, in your moment, I release my very own Holy Spirit. The greatest gifts I could offer, I have given you. But still, somehow, I'm not fair. Somehow, I'm too hard. Somehow, I don't really care. And what God has to do in those moments, he loves you. The cross is still good. You're still saved. But what he'll do is he'll fold his arms. And when you begin to mouth the mentality of Satan, he lets Satan do what you just licensed him to do in your life. So the fire burned among them. 
You see, God is not the one trying to kill you. He's not going to harm you, but the devil will. Demons are empowered by wrong attitudes. Demons are empowered by wrong actions. Everything we do is spiritual one way or the other either releases the devil or releases God. Many of you wonder, what's going on in my life? Stay with me. I'm about to explain your situation. When that fire fell, it consumed the outskirts of the camp. You see, those that were in the center, only their stuff, maybe their tents and some of the things they had caught on fire. But you see, those, though, who were not all the way in and not all the way out, those folk were the ones who were killed. You see, we got to get in or get out. Because living on the fence can get you killed. But watch, too. Then the people cried out to Moses. Thank God for Moses. We all need someone in our lives to, uh, who, who walks with God when we don't. And Moses, what did he do? He prayed to the Lord. And here Moses is a type of Christ. He's a type of intercessor here. And at this time, they had to call on Moses, but we can call on the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, anyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. So if we call on him, he'll be our help. But once they called, watch what happened, and the fire was what? Quenched. The destroyer can be quenched. But not until you cry out. To Jesus. You see, the people had to admit that they gone wrong. Moses, I'm sorry. Moses, we were wrong. This is an Old Testament pattern, a New Testament truth. We will not receive reprieve until we cry out, God, I'm wrong. God, you are right. God, you are good. We sing the song, you are a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. And then we leave service. Oh, I don't know why God doesn't care for me and, and it's not fair. All things happen in my But when we come back and sing, you know, you're a good, good father. You know, and, and, and all, we sing all these songs, but we don't live them. Lord, I may not have all I want, but many people don't even have what I have. Realize what happened here and realize what happens with us. It's amazing. I'll talk to saints and, and, and they remember way back when. They talk about when they were in the world and they glorified and celebrated. But do you really remember the morning after? It's amazing the things we select to remember how it was. Children are no different. They were able to look back on slavery and start acting like slavery was a better option than freedom. Don't you remember the slave master? Don't you remember the bricks made without straw? How soon we forget. And because we forget, we complain. 
And when Moses cried or prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place Tabera, which literally means place of burning. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big. A life of influence isn't achieved overnight. It is built through the consistent application of wisdom and hard work. Dr. Derek Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, provides you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insight on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. It will ask you penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self-examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it, Dr. Greer is offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right, a free copy of 120 Minutes to Live Big, mailed to you as a gift. However, that's not all. You will also get 30 days access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great, from mediocre to extraordinary. It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything God wants you to be. So, if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit dgmfree.com. 